0: Hello and welcome to Air 204 Podcast, a podcast where we discuss theology from a reformed perspective and genuinely nerdy things where there's no content that you won't love. I'm Luke Denner. You're a little bit delayed I'm there, you, Today, we are going to be talking about the importance of the resurrection because Easter is coming up. It is tomorrow for us, and by the time this drops, we'll be been a couple days old, unless you're watching us live. And then we're going to talk about the game we're actually playing right now, Far Cry 5. So, if you're watching the stream live... You can see what that looks like. Um, we're just going to do some little fishing here while we talk about the resurrection so we're not too distracted. Because, yes, you can fish in this game, so. We're out here on the lake. With all that said, Mark.
1: It, it's actually rather peaceful it, it's really peaceful to fish, to fish in fish. this game.
0: So, how's your week been? This is the first time we've fished together. Of course we would do it in a video game. Uh, <laughs> uh
1: yeah, my week's been good, dude. Uh super busy I just lost
0: connection well to that's not the good <laughs> give me a second to get this mission. I'll invite you back in
1: um, yeah so uh technical difficulties on the streaming side but no we uh it's been a busy week I've been doing a lot for work I'm I've got a project going on right now so I'm putting a lot of overtime where I'm just working in the evenings while I watch a show with Lindsay or things like that um trying to get that done but it's not it's not too bad and uh, man yeah we've we're just ready for this baby to come <laughs> it's been still still on that kick of just waiting for the baby we've, we have the uh, the due dates in two weeks almost exactly nice just dude you're getting now. close and if
0: oh I love this part close, I love this part and if Go she ahead. doesn't I just know what you're gonna say
1: if she did, if she doesn't have the baby before then we're gonna what well, are
0: you gonna tell uh, them oh crap
1: we have it scheduled to induce already. So
0: are you still there? I just is that what you thought? I this word for a second. Sorry. Yeah,
1: I'm here. I was just saying we already have a scheduled yep. induction. If she doesn't, I, know, I love go into that labor. So yeah, so we're ready. <laughs> as soon as we get there, if it, uh if there's no baby yet, then we're going to uh, make sure that happens because we're done That's and awesome. we're ready. <laughs> Yeah, that's basically like <laughs> just that in my for life a baby. right now. Is just nice waiting for a baby. Awesome. Nothing else.
0: Are you gonna ask me how my week has been, or are you too busy fishing? Thank you. Thanks yeah, for asking. I appreciate game? that. Fish. That's nice of you. Oh, um, <laughs> my week's been good. We just finished house sitting, and I always, you know, I know I have crappy internet, but I forget how crappy until I go to somewhere that has good internet. And so I'm back on the crappy internet now, which is why we've <laughs> been having connection issues and stuff. But hopefully that'll will level out. So, yeah, no, it's been uh, it's been good. Uh, work is going great. I'm loving my new job. I think when we last recorded, it was right before I was starting it. And so, I've, uh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's, I think so. we have been there that?
1: two weeks now, right?
0: Yep. Yeah, it's two weeks. You've so been, been there two been. weeks now, right? But, yeah, it's been great. Yeah, I've learned awesome. a ton. I've been able to do a ton of the time I've been there. Ashley's doing well. we we'll get to the find the gender of the baby this month so I'm looking forward to that so yeah that's super it's been good exciting. I'm excited um, yeah I'm trying to think I can't think of anything else like super exciting that's been happening recently so without further ado let's go ahead and get into our our topic at hand here which is the resurrection and, and more importantly the importance like that more importantly the importance uh, the importance of the resurrection. Yeah. And I I don't I don't feel like it's something we hear a whole lot of anymore. Um like people neglecting the importance of the resurrection or people even denying the resurrection at least within Christendom. Like outside sure yeah people will reject it, but it's it's yeah. not a heresy that's as as prevalent as it was in the early church.
1: Yeah. At least not at a what you yeah. would call like a common church level, you get into you dump to academic circles, you run into it more. But like the regular churchgoer in the in the church really doesn't yeah. have issues with that. Um, the the resurrection The resurrection is something that is is accepted yeah. by pretty much. Yeah, God. I'm
0: trying to think if I've even run into anybody who claims to be Christian who has rejected it because I can't think of any off off the top of my head. But that yeah. doesn't negate the importance of it um and I, I remember I have a, a yeah, good friend of mine who always used to what are you doing out there are you still out? I was oh, moving thanks. the jet ski oh um, but I have a good friend who was asked me one time when we were younger he's like why is it people wear crosses around their their necks he's like I know that the cross is important but he goes like, I feel like we focus too much on the cross why don't we have like an empty tomb hanging around our necks because without that the cross doesn't matter hmm and I, I think a lot of people might take issue with that statement, but it's true. If we don't have a resurrection, then then the cross isn't like the the gospel isn't complete without the resurrection. And so, because at the cross Christ defeats sin, yeah. and at the resurrection He defeats death. And so, if, if our sins has been taken away, but the issue of death is still there, the payment isn't complete, and we we've run into some major theological issues. Then, so do you do you agree with the way I'm wording that? Is that okay to say that? Would say that?
1: Yeah, I think, no, I think you're right. I mean, Paul talks about that, too, in uh, Corinthians, that, you know... To be pitied above all we men? Are, uh, it's it's the resurrection that, that shows us the, uh, the the factualness of the gospel, right? The fact that Jesus did conquer death tells us that what we know about him and everything that he said about himself is true, and Paul says that if, if the resurrection is not true, then we're, above all men, the most to be pitied, because everything we believe is a lie exactly. without the resurrection.
0: And, so yeah, so it's, it's extremely important. Um, and this isn't a... I don't know how far we can go without starting to beat a dead horse, but just some thoughts I have and some things I want to say on the resurrection are that... Um, first off, like, I don't think we should be able to talk about the resurrection without it bringing some joy and some awe. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ is risen from the dead. That should be the greatest source of, of rejoicing because he he's conquered sin, he's conquered death, he's risen, he's alive, and and we have hope because of this. Because he has risen, we have hope. Now that's that's not to neglect what he did on the cross, that's that's because he what he did on the cross and because he's risen. We get to rejoice, we get to have a hope that no one else has. Not only that he is risen, but that we get to join in his resurrection, that yes this this earthly body may perish yes it's going to fade away but we're going to join in his res- in his resurrection and we are going to be in fellowship with him forever for for all of eternity in heaven and it's just mind-blowing and again none of that is possible without the first resurrection in Adam all men die but in Christ through his resurrection all who believe in him have been made alive I realize that's more of a paraphrase than an actual quote but
1: but yeah, dude, it's it's yeah. crazy important.
0: What are your thoughts? This was kind of the what, topic that you were wanting to to discuss today, so I'm, I'm gonna let you run with it here for a little bit.
1: I mean, I just i I think one like like you brought up already. I think it's important to discuss because that's what that's where our mind is at this week is this weekend as Christians, right? We're we're focused on the resurrection and um. I I mean you guys it's been talked about some on the podcast and you you obviously know that I'm not a huge like holiday person I'm not big on Christmas and stuff like I celebrate it I enjoy the time with family but um, I don't get super holiday spirit e about anything and to me there's there's not a holiday that I love remembering and thinking about more than Easter because of what it means and what it represents that we have we have grace and we have new life and we have salvation through christ because of what he did and what we're remembering at this time and so that's always been uh super important to me and i, I do feel like we tend to not i don't know we, we tend to not outside talk of about easter. the resurrection outside of easter almost like it's it's not brought up as much as i think it should be like we should be constantly rejoicing over the fact that Jesus conquered death and because of that yeah. we have salvation. Like, we, we should be focused on that constantly because without that, like like we said, we have no grace. We have no salvation. We're, we're still doomed to our sin and dead in our sin without Jesus' death on the cross and without the resurrection.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll say too that even past that, like, the resurrection and the ascension... I think serve also as a reminder to us that our hope isn't for this life our hope isn't for the here and now like yeah. pe- people who focus on the prosperity gospel and people who focus on social gospel and people who focus on those sorts of things they tend to not focus on the resurrection because the resurrection the ultimate hope is beyond this life it's in again joining in that resurrection with christ and so yeah i do think it's something that we we unfortunately tend to neglect outside of Easter. That's when we definitely focus on it the hardest. And I'm not saying that's across cross-the-border rule. I'm not saying all pastors do that or all churches do that or all Christians do that. But I yeah. agree with you that, that it, it does get neglected a majority of the time. So, um, And I want to I tack on something here, too, to what you said with holidays. Yeah. Like, if you're listening to the podcast and you think that the holidays aren't biblical, or if you're convicted to not celebrate them, like, um. Oh, don't don't hear Mark and I trying to rub it in your face. Nothing you probably would anyway, but I, I would no, question. I would ask this question because I I've, I had this question with someone when, last year when we were discussing Good Friday and they were saying they wouldn't do it because it's not a Sunday and it's not prescribed in Scripture. I'm like, why would you not want to take another day of the week to join in corporate worship and celebrate what Christ has done? And so when it when it comes to holidays like Easter and Christmas yeah. and, and days like that, where the focus is supposed to be Christ, if the focus actually is Christ and His work, and it is glorifying to God, I, I am curious as to where the issue comes in there because I know, I know there are some people who would say that um, Easter is bad because it was originally a holiday for fertility for the Babylonian goddess Ishtar, and that's why you have the eggs and the rabbits because we all know that you know rabbits breed like rabbits. But the point is we've taken this, we've taken this pagan holiday yeah. and we've redeemed it and we've said, let's not focus on that. Let's focus on the not the hope of, of mortal life, but the hope of eternal life. Um, and, and so it, it shifted to holiday that's focus was on on reproduction and fertility and, and, and the here and now to the new birth that we've been given in Christ. And I, I just think that's a cool way to look at it. Instead of instead of having this thing where most of the world is focused on our birth, our life, our death. And then it's all over. Like I've been watching through a series of unfortunate events, and the uh, motto of the school the kids are at right now is "Memento Mori," which is "Remember you will die" in Latin. And it, it's, it has a line that says, "This is why no story has a happy ending, because remember you will die." And we don't have to. We don't have to look at it that way because our, our death isn't the end for Christians or for anybody, for that matter. But. For Christians we have we have hope.
1: Yeah. We have a hope in, that. in something and on this. A really
0: another cool thing too that I think comes out of the resurrection, and actually it directly comes out of the resurrection, and I, I want to bring this up. I I heard this at a, a scholars for biblical languages. There's a man presenting a paper and he was talking about the word hope, the word elpis in Greek. And pre resurrection in in Koine Greek that word was viewed as a negative word because hope was something that you longed for but could never acquire. And (coughs) post-resurrection, because of what Christ has done, because he's given us something to long for that has been secured for us, hope began to take a positive turn within Christianity and then spread from there to, to mean something positive. And that was all because of this resurrection, because of what Christ has done. Because hope was no longer just something that was far-fetched and couldn't be, ever be acquired, but because Christ has secured our hope for us. Which is just yeah. mind-blowing. And again, I there's, there's a famous quote that says, May I never read about the Garden of Gethsemane with dry eyes. And in the same vein, boy, I hope we can't dwell on the resurrection and focus on the resurrection and not be moved by it. It's yeah, just it's, it's mind blowing, so. Um, yeah, that's my two cents, <laughs> Jeff.
1: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I think it's it's an important thing to to look at. And I, man, I, I don't know about you too, but one of the other things that gets to me, and and I think that this attitude's kind of been moved away from a little bit by some people, which I think is good, but. There's, there's been an attitude that I've seen in the church where people tend to be very um, sad or or grief stricken on especially days like that. Yeah, I've never understood that. And and there's this this attitude of like of like, oh man, my Savior died, and it's like, yes, it's there's there's a sense where we should be that was our sin heartbroken. That our, yeah. our sin requires a, the sacrifice of a Savior. And I that's something that we should recognize and be heartbroken about. But to weep over the death of the Savior, like, I don't get it because the death of the Savior is yeah. the reason we have new life. I mean, weeping of, of joy and rejoicing in that, sure, because through that we're able to be redeemed and we're able to have a relationship with our creator and and that's an amazing thing that we've found through the resurrection and through the death of jesus and so to to focus on the death and see it as some sad thing i just don't get it. like we be happy that we have a god who loves us enough to send a savior in the first place and be happy that we have a savior willing to die on the cross for the sake yeah. of His people like, it's a joyful thing. Yes, it, it was an unjust an unjust murder for sacrifice, but it's because of that sacrifice that we have new life, and and that's not something to grieve over. That's something to rejoice yeah, over. Yeah,
0: one hundred percent. There was a comic, and I can't remember what it was now. I remember being kind of surprised that it actually made it in the Sunday paper. But there was a comic that had something that effect. I had like two guys stand there, and the one's like, "It's Good Friday. Why aren't you sad?" And the man's response was, "Why would I be sad?" the day that my Savior saved me. And, yeah. and so, yeah, I, I haven't seen that mindset a whole lot, but I, I've definitely encountered it to an extent, and it's always puzzled me, because it's like, yeah, it, it, like you said, our sins should yeah. grieve us, but ultimately, the cross, the resurrection, the gospel, it brings joy. And, and it brings with it too an overwhelming sense, and I think this is where at least I know I tend to, to not acknowledge this as much as I should, and I think this tends to fall within the reform camp though and again maybe i'm wrong speaking for that large of a group but it brings joy but it also brings an overwhelming sense of being loved like we look at these things and it's 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 just mind-blowing how god could love us so much to do this and so now the the question is what's our response going to be So we have this resurrection on Easter. We have, you know, Christmas and Easter, the two big days when lost people come in the church. And that's well and good. But I I feel like, especially coming out of Easter, should be the motivation for the church to go out to the lost. Because what happens immediately with the women at the tomb? They run and they tell people. What happens with the disciples? They run and they tell people the response of the Christian when they're reminded of the resurrection is to run and spread the good news that Christ is risen. Christ yeah. is alive. He has made a way to the Father. He is the only way to the Father. But because of him, we have hope. And because of him, sinners can be saved. And and not only can be, as we talked about before, sinners yeah. will be saved. He has saved his bride. and And we've been charged to go. And so... Boy, if there's ever a time for a, a Calvinist to act like an Arminian, I think it's when right after we hear about the resurrection. Oh, um, not not that we believe yeah, any differently, but sure. boy, there's nothing wrong with the general gospel call, and, and the resurrection should spur us on to want to give that. So, absolutely, yeah. Um,
1: yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah,
0: it's it's crazy. It's also convicting because, like, I mean, we're, we're talking about it. And that means that we should be doing it. So, yeah, like don't don't hear sitting here judging and going, "Oh, Mark and I are perfect to this, and we're like Billy Graham and preaching the gospel to thousands of people all. a day." No, we're uh, we're just as in much of a need of a reminder of the resurrection and what is accomplished, yeah. and, and just as much in need of having a desire to go and tell others about it. So. Don't hear it as yeah, condemning. Absolutely. But Yeah. I do find it this is this is just kind of a side note. Dude, I hate that plane. So in game there's a plane that keeps flying over us and gets super loud every time it does. Um
1: I think I have my game volume turned down a little bit because I can hear it. Oh it like, like
0: over roars me for me. Loud. Anyway, that's okay because this is kind of a segue, but not really. Um I do I do find it interesting though, like how quickly that was stomped out, like the, the denial of the resurrection. So you saw it with the Sadducees, and you saw it a little bit in the early church, but you started getting, like, the first councils and creeds were very clear about, Christ is risen, and we don't disagree on this. And I, I think that also solidifies yeah. the importance of it, that we see so many in the early church agreeing on this and, and fighting for this truth and saying, yeah, no, we can't debate about this one. This is... This is just true. Yeah. So. What Wait, what's that? Way over there? Oh, I'm going to sell my what fish. because I'm full. And then I'm coming back to the boat, and I'll keep fishing. Yeah. So.
1: I was like, I'm mine too long. But,
0: yeah. Any, any other thoughts that you have on anything else you want to talk about with it?
1: I don't have a whole lot. I mean, just to to put in we, we talked we just hit a little bit you hit a little bit just now on application and uh like what what we should be doing in response to the the truth and the greatness of the resurrection but I just when, I would encourage believers during this time like this weekend when we're spending all of our time focused on the gospel which is good that we uh I don't know, that we we just take the time to... I lost my train what of What was thought.
0: that? <laughs> I need to turn my game on now. Um, I can't hardly hear you.
1: I, I lost my train of thought. Um, no, I think that... While we're in a weekend like this, where we're focusing on the, the resurrection and celebrating that, that as Christians we should just be intentional during this... To, like, I know a lot of people do... It's become a pretty traditional thing to do family stuff and, and to gather together and eat food. And I know people who like give gifts on Easter, and all that's fine. Like, the, it's, it's good to gather and fellowship with family, but I think that we need to be intentional to real, remember and, and, and be focused on why we're gathering and what we're celebrating, and, and be intentional about reflecting on and rejoicing in the gospel and in the resurrection and not just looking forward to this weekend because it's a time... because there's going to be a lot of Santa. good food.
0: Um, yeah, yeah, well, and the thing, too, is, like, again, we mentioned Christmas and Easter is, is one that tends to draw on a lot of lost people. There's also usually a unique opportunity with families there that you don't get. Like, a lot of times you're going to be gathered yeah. with relatives who are lost, and you have a perfect opportunity to bring up the gospel. And be like, hey, this is why I celebrate this day. This is this is why I have hope. And, and we talked about this earlier this week that it, it's oftentimes harder to evangelize to your own family, and I think there's numerous reasons for that. But it's harder to witness to your own family than it is to lost people. But here we have this opportunity, and so far be it from us to pass it up—a a chance to proclaim the hope of the gospel to those who are, are closest to us. And so, yeah, so here's, here's yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and, and wrap it up with this, and that is the resurrection is amazing and glorious and awesome because it reminds us the love that the Father has for his glory in sending his Son to justly conquer and pay for sin and death. The, the, the woes that we brought, he could have snuffed us out, but he didn't only love his glory, but he also loved his creation. And so, totally unworthy, totally undeserved, we get this offer of grace, and we see the power of God displayed both at the cross and in the resurrection of Christ. And and that should serve to remind us, again, of, of the awesomeness of God, of the love of God. It should also serve to remind us God's the one that we are supposed to be loving and the one that we are supposed to be serving, and He is what this life is about. We're We're not here to have babies. We're not here to get married. You and I aren't here to be good husbands. We're not here to be good workers. All those are things we should and rightfully be doing. But if we're just doing those things to do those things, then we've missed the point. We are here to honor and glorify this God who loved us more than we could ever imagine, who was raised from the dead, who is reigning in heaven, who is sovereignly ruling over us now, watching over us now. We We have a mediator with God. And so our primary motivation and all we're doing should be to proclaim this resurrection to any who will listen so that even one soul might be transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of light by the glorious grace of God And I realize I'm getting a bit and I, I partly realize that because I'm raising and swinging my arms around now <laughs> but that's what yeah. it should spur us on no, to is a life right. devoted to him and it's easy to forget that when we forget the resurrection. Yeah. So. Yeah. 100%. Recommendations. <laughs> <laughs> really smart. <swing laughs> recommendations. Here. <laughs> here. Oh, media recommendations. A book yeah, yeah. and a media thing. What do you got for us, Mark? Or do you need time to think? Are you just playing with your mind right now? He's like I've swinging it back and forth on Oh, that's the casting animation.
1: Um, You go first. Yeah.
0: Oh, I go first. Okay, sorry. You go first. I thought you meant fishing. Um, So my book recommendation is going to be Thrawn by... I forgot the guy's name. But I've been listening to that one. Basically, I've been listening to too many Star Wars books, so I'm just going to keep recommending Star Wars books. But it's been really good. It's been really interesting to... To see this and see how Thrawn rose up through the ranks in the Empire to become Grand Admiral Thrawn, that we all know and hate or love, depending on where you fall. Um, also, the more I listen to it, the more I think, you know, the Empire were the good guys and Luke and his rebels were just a bunch of terrorists. Uh, especially with the new Disney canon. <laughs> 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 but. No, not, not for reals. But anyway, it's, it's been really good. It's really intriguing seeing the, the tactician. Like, I'd almost describe it as a Star Wars Sherlock Holmes novel. Like, Thrawn almost has that type of persona with just the tactical maneuvers and decisions he makes in the book, and it's really, really good. So strongly encourage, or recommend, I guess, strongly recommend that book. And then my media recommendation is going to be The Greatest Showman. So my wife and I finally watched that last night. I realize I'm a bit late here on that one. But we finally watched it last night because it came out on Amazon and one of the best musicals I've ever seen. Like definitely in the top five, probably in the top three, maybe my favorite. I don't know. Um, story-wise is the only thing that is reason it's not getting my favorite. Like the story was good, but I think there are others like we've mentioned Moulin Rouge and stuff that I think have better storylines. But the, the music, yeah, was just fantastic. They do not have a person cast who cannot sing, and they all, yeah, they they nail their parts. They can act well. It's it, it's it's a well done movie. Highly recommend that one if you managed to make it this far, like I did, without seeing it. And I know you haven't seen it yet, Mark. So
1: yeah, I so yeah it those yet.
0: are going to be my two recommendations. So what do we got from the Markiplier? Cool. You think he's going to sue us from using his name?
1: Um, probably.
0: Um, I don't think he cares.
1: No. So my book recommendation is going to be. Um, on pastoring by HB Charles Man, Jr.
0: Stop recommending these like theology it's, books uh, every time I recommend a Star Wars book. You're making me look bad. <laughs>
1: it's my goal.
0: Doesn't take much.
1: Um, <laughs> it's a it, it's an interesting book like it's it's got some really chapters are really short. They're kind of um, there's like 30 of them and they they're more like little wor- like kind of words of advice. They're more like blog chapters. posts than they are like full book chapters. Um, just very concise, very well written. He says in the prologue, like, you can sit down and read this thing front cover to cover, or you can go through and find something that applies to you, and you can read these things in pretty much any order.
0: I'm proud and of you, so, you didn't even get thrown off uh, by that. For everyone at home, I started shooting a machine gun. Yeah. Go ahead, sorry.
1: And so, <laughs> and so I, uh... It's it's been a really good book. It's been really interesting. Uh, he's been a pastor for a long time. Who was it again? He's got a lot of really good.
0: Um, oh yeah, I've heard really good Charles things about Jr. him.
1: he's a pastor in Florida. Yeah, it's this is the first thing I've ever read by him, and it's it's a yeah. I've gotten book strong so recommendations far. from so him from some, several
0: it. people I respect. I just haven't actually picked up any of his stuff yet.
1: Yeah, well, add me well, to that list because that's someone phenomenal. I respect. I'm kidding, I do. Yeah, that's fair.
0: Uh, (laughs) I love you, boo-boo. So,
1: yeah, um, that's going to be my... That's my book recommendation, is on pastor. Nice, and your media recommendation. Um, My media recommendation is going to be this game that we are playing playing right at this moment. Yeah, so for people... Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So,
0: uh... I was hoping you wouldn't see that.
1: For anyone who might watch the stream or this... So we're streaming... I'm streaming it on on my Twitch channel.
0: And, uh... I would honestly recommend if you started the podcast... Like, listening to this point is fine, but from here we're going to be doing a little bit more stuff in the game, and so it might be worth hopping over to Mark's Twitch channel to watch the video.
1: Yeah, because we'll probably be talking some about the game we're playing, and, uh... If you're interested in... Like, you can come... Like, if... If you're listening to the podcast... Uh... On like audio through a normal podcast catcher later in the week. That's cool. Um, my Twitch is set up to save my videos to be uh, VODs, so you can always go. That to my means Twitch video
0: channel and on demand for all you cool um, cats at home.
1: It does. Congratulations. <laughs> um. So yeah, if if you're interested in watching uh, what we're playing, that's that's going to be the way to do it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so we're playing Far Cry 5, which came out on Tuesday. And this is now Saturday. We've been playing it for a couple days. We're, we made kind of a pact with each other because it's a fully co-op game. So we're only playing with each other. Which is hard to honor.
0: Yeah.
1: It's made it interesting because it, it, it's it's hard to, whenever the other one's not available, to say, okay, then I'll play something but else. But we've done it so far. Or wait on them because we'd rather just keep playing. Yeah, we haven't done it yet. Um but no it's been it's been a really fun game i'm having a blast with it one thing i just learned what we so while recording the our talk about the resurrection that we just did we were just out in a boat fishing because we didn't want to get distracted like trying to play a game while talking about something like that and so we could just go out on a boat and fish and that would be more leisurely and not really distracting but I don't know about you. One thing I realized while doing that is fishing in this yes, game is. Is really easy.
0: I caught 15 fish in that time we were talking.
1: I caught a ton, and here's something else I noticed. I think it capped uh, the number. Yeah, you can of only have so many in your inventory. I'd caught probably. Yeah, I caught like 15, 20, and then I came back to sell. And I yeah, I had five. my
0: inventory while we were sitting there, so, so I could have 10 in my inventory at a time. Uh, that's a, you one of that? the perks. What
1: category? Oh, carry more out of yeah. journey pack. Gotcha. So, there you go. All right. Now you guys know. So I know what I need to get next. So, yeah. Pro tip for you guys when you play later. <laughs> if you play the game, upgrade your inventory. Otherwise, you do a lot of fishing and don't get the money that you should
0: because you didn't actually catch them all. Oh, Ash catch them. Got to catch them all. So. Yeah, son. Sure. We do we have, have a cougar, cougar too. and a grizzly bear, and I have a double-barrel shotgun now, so I'm happy. Oh, nice. I just yeah, I got a sniper, got sniper and then, Well, I got a sniper-ish. I switched That's to using a gun then so, a so let's go ahead. Yeah, let's get into what we've liked about this game. Let's hop in this plane and start flying towards the new region. But let's get into what we've like. So what we've liked. Spoiler-free, uh, we'll but keep we can the talk about improvements from other Far Cry yeah. games and just stuff we've enjoyed.
1: Oh, for sure. So, um, Luke and I both have played a lot of Far Cry games.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I own all of them. Yes, I've.
1: Yeah, I've, I I've played the first you two. You haven't though. played the first two, though. Right? The only one I
0: finished is 3 and gotcha. Blood Dragon. Yeah, so I've played. I haven't finished um, 4 yet. I'm mostly.
1: What? What? No! Crap! Or shoot. I just jumped out of the plane. <laughs> that wasn't on purpose. Bye, Luke.
0: Oh, gosh. Set a.
1: Oh, cool. Hey, the plane landed. Let's go get it. We can go get it again.
0: So, uh, yeah, for all you cool cats listening at home who aren't watching the video, Mark just was flying a plane.
1: I pressed the wrong button, jumped out of the plane, and I had to bail real quick before I died. With Luke in the back.
0: (laughs) Anyway, but yeah, so Far Cry 3 and Blood Dragon, the only ones I finished, I played a decent bit of 4, a little bit of Primal. Wasn't as big of a fan of Primal, honestly. Um,
1: So I've, let's see, I've beaten 1 through 4, I've played about half of Blood Dragon and, and a third of yeah, Primal. Yeah, what are
0: your thoughts? Uh, I was going to ask that.
1: Primal was that the, the, jo- the joke with Primal is that, like, Primal is where they figured out that their their game design's not as fun yeah, with their games. I agree pens. with
0: that wholeheartedly.
1: <laughs> so, uh... Uh, yeah. Uh, so I've played every Far Cry game that there is. First two are good. Third one was probably my favorite. Up yeah, the this third one, one was better than four. Uh, four was good. Four yeah four i did really enjoy but not as much as three this one though has and, and we haven't finished the story yet one of the strengths of yeah. three was its story um in pretty much every other aspect so gameplay graphic world design things to do the way the map works basically ev- like everything i think this game is a better game the best far cry yeah, game I agree so that. far um and the story is on par to be as good as three. It's I can't really say that until it's yeah. finished, uh, and we actually know a little more about what happens. But so far, this has been just an absolutely phenomenal game, mm-hmm. and then the the added in it drop in drop nice. out co op makes it a blast yeah. to be able to play. Just the
0: fly it will parachute out. So. Um. um. But yeah, yeah. Like gun handling in this game is fantastic um, I'm trying to think what else the The visuals are, are really really well done the uh prison man the change of crafting and stuff like in all the other far card games you had to go hunt certain animals and stuff so you could upgrade your weapon sack and upgrade your ammo sack and, I'm dead oh uh, you got down to cool
1: upgrade I all your stuff like, like
0: that, times. like the fact um, they changed that in this one. So I think I can give all this, yeah. t- say all this without being spoilery. Yeah. Um. Crap, that guy just took two rounds from a shotgun, no problem.
1: Luke's doing a good job at
0: assessing anyway. this
1: whilst playing oh. in a firefight.
0: No, I'm still alive. Are we both dead? Were you being sarcastic? Because I'm actually doing a decent job here. Right. I'm, good call. I'm giving Anyway. Up. But, like, that whole um, change, and the change to the perk system, too, was really cool. Like, just yeah. the way that perks work and the way you earn perks. So, like, the old one was, like, kind of by leveling, yeah. wasn't it?
1: Uh, there, there was some leveling to it, and then there was a lot of different upgrades that come through perks as well, it had to be done through, like, hunting challenges and things like that. You had to skin X number of animals, and, um,. They kind of got rid of that to where, so everything is in just a basic perk setup, and I just respawn on you. Um, And I mean, the way it works is super smooth. Like you unlock perk points by doing challenges, rat like just like regular challenges that happen as you play the game, not necessarily any
0: specific. Yeah, like I got them for getting so um, many kills with a bow or getting so many kills with a shotgun.
1: Yeah, and I it it play it, it makes it a lot smoother and you don't leveling up doesn't feel like a task it feels like a progression now, right? Like it didn't feel like it was a super progressive thing it felt like you had to go do X Y Z in order to actually get anything done, and it's different now. Uh, our cougar's Aww. dead.
0: That's sad. Like dead, dead. Can array. we get it? Um. Let me <laughs> see it. Call being resourceful. Oh, my. Anyway, but yeah.
1: Anyway, so yeah, it's 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 just progressed a lot smoother. I think it plays a lot better as a whole, um, and I've been having a blast yeah. with the way that Some it plays. Some stuff to
0: say on the story, really quick, without spoilers. So you're, you're good. I'm going to say spoiler free, but yeah, like there was a thing that happened the other night when Mark and I were playing that. M- both of us, I think, agreed, and you can correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think I'm safe to say both of us agreed the most hated villain we've ever faced in any game. Just 100%. I
1: I told, yeah, I told Luke that I've never, like I've played a lot of video games, I've never been like, angry at a video game character, like, because ultimately it's just, it's a character. And they can do things that are Disgusting Marcus played GTA 5 and he like, didn't get mad. In, uh, are
0: to... What's his butt? What's Trevor? I don't know
1: Yeah, like so there's there's something about the way this is the first game I've ever played where I legitimately was like angry at a video game character, at a fictional character in a game. Um and I am like, I, I was extremely angry. Some of it was because of what it was kind of hit yeah. closer to home than anything ever has. Um, and that factors in it. But... Yeah, I'm just... It's... the the na- This is the nature of all Far Cry games. This one seems to be even more so than some of the previous ones, though. Is that... They get they get very dark very quickly, so that's something to be prepared for if you're not familiar with Far Cry games. Yeah, definitely. Uh, this one up. If, if you don't uh, like dark
0: games, this game is not for you.
1: They they can get very um, intense very very quickly, and so it's it's worth it to be prepared for that. Um, that said, they have some very unique stories. And the way that they play.
0: Um, I'll say... I, I enjoy them. This one so far, again, like 3 was good, but this one so far has given me the most buy-in to care for the characters and to care for stuff like that. Like, th- 3 yeah. three had yeah, a lot I of that, agree. too. 4, I didn't really care a whole lot, dead honest. Like, I liked 4, but I just didn't really care a whole lot for yeah. the characters and stuff. Other than, I thought Peggy Min was a decent villain, but... Oh, he was good. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. This one has just been really good. The other huge improvement, which Mark pointed this out when we were first playing it, the first joke he heard in the game, or his favorite joke of the game so far. So in all the other Far Cry (laughs) games, in order to discover the map, you would have to climb a thousand freaking radio towers. It would just take a bunch of time. And in this game, it starts out like a typical Far Cry game. You go, you capture the outpost. I can tell this because this is Far Cry, so it's not spoilery. Capture the outpost outpost, then you go to climb radio tower, yeah. which is how every Far Cry game starts. And as you're climbing the radio tower the guy goes, Now don't worry, I'm not gonna have you climbing every radio tower across the county. Just this one And it's like best joke that Ubisoft has made. Like think they, they could laugh at themselves and realize, Oh hey this was dumb. We should not have this mechanic in our game anymore. I also really like how much open world like Mark and I both talked about this like how open this one is like we can we chose which region we've been talking with some other people who have been playing the games they're at totally different parts in the story but have played only just because they played different parts of the story not because the story guided them a different way or they got farther than us like you have pretty much total autonomy as to how you're gonna play through it and choose where you want to go I mean, there are some missions that have to be cle- completed before others, but you could like start in one region, move to another, move to another, not actually finish them all, or you can finish them one at a time, which is what Mark and I have been doing. So, it's it's really up yeah. to the player, which is cool. It's a neat aspect. Yeah, it's a lot. It's um, been a lot of fun. Trying to think what else. The guns for hire change is nice. So in the old Far Cry games, you could get like an AI to come along with you, but it wasn't until late in the game, and you had to work really hard to get the money for it and stuff and in this game right off the bat you can start recruiting AI to to fight with you so, oh poop Faith is showing up here yeah how is she? yeah
1: did you find a way in that building?
0: you had to go swim through that water tunnel where? which water tunnel? Oh, there's a safe here, I'm going to pull that up is it I can't open that up. I can't. You want to open the door too. so I can come in. So go jump down in the water where you were. I'll edit this out for the actual thing. So people don't have to listen to me guiding Mark through where we're going. So down in that water, the square. This the one middle. way over here. There's like a sewer tunnel you can go through.
1: So there's like three of these places. Fine, I'll come back
0: to you. All right, let's keep talking I'll come back going to? to guide you. Oh, hey, he found me. Oh, hey, hold on. I'm uh-huh. trying to think what else there is we can uh, talked about that was really good in these games. So, yeah. I don't know, I'm, I'm, that's, that's all I think we can cover spoiler-free. Like, hunting and fishing is fun. There's fun stuff to do. Um, recommend the game. Again, also, we mentioned it gets dark. The game does have a lot of language in it. it it is dealing with the cult, and so it gets darker than I would say that any of the other Far Cry games have so far, at least in, like, some of the stuff that you come across in-game.
1: Yeah, well, and I, so I was actually thinking, like, uh, yesterday, after I got off work, I went and met it. I went to a, a bar and had, they were doing a special release on a beer, so I was drinking that, but there was a guy I was sitting next to at the bar who was actually a professor at calvin college over here and i was telling him that i do a podcast with a friend and all that kind of stuff and he was asking me if we were going to be doing far cry 5 since that's one of the newer games that came out especially with with the theme and so one of the things that you run into is yeah. the theme in the game and the the villain being a uh, I don't know what would you be being a cult yeah. leader basically that's is what he is and so there's an aspect to this game outside different from the others in that we are um, it hits a little closer to home because it, it takes place in the states which is the first Far Cry game to do that but the villains for us as Christians the villains being cold leaders twisting scripture is yeah, very different and it, it really plays a factor in the way that the game feels and kind of how it goes.
0: Yeah. Come in here. There's a, so yeah. Yeah. I would say, and maybe that's why I had more buy into this one because seeing, seeing that and, and maybe that's what makes us dislike the cult leader even more too, is just seeing that perversion of Christianity. Yeah. That he's had. Um, but, but yeah, so there, there's definitely, again, dark themes. There's a lot of language in it. Um, it definitely gets graphic as far as, like, grooves and stuff goes. And so, again, if, if you take issue with any of those things, wouldn't play it. Just pass on it. You're going to be okay. Um, yeah. But, yeah. I'll, I'll also add this. Oh, boy, we're about to go into a cutscene, so I'm going to throw this out really quick here before we do that. And that is that... If you want a more in-depth coverage, I would be shocked if Logan Sharp and Adam oh, I can't think of was last name now, so I'll just go with Logan and Adam If Logan and Adam over in the Reform Gamer podcast don't cover this at some point and I'm sure they'll give a much more in-depth and, and better re- discussion and review than we have, so For sure yeah.
1: Logan's been playing it, I know, so I'm sure Yeah, he's yeah. Built, and if built nothing built else, like,
0: eventually. hit up hit up their uh, their podcast listen to it, and go hop in their Facebook group and you could just drop a post in there and see people's thoughts on it and stuff too
1: it's yeah. been discussed a lot this past week in the Facebook so, group. So, um, yeah, there's definitely going to be some some talk right. about it. It's It's been an interesting game. I'm, I'm excited to play more of it and finish it.
0: Um, Another thing that I would say, too, is interesting, and we talked about this when we discussed Dishonored, is I think this this gives us a glimpse of, of how the world can see Christianity. Um like, it'll be really interesting, because there is a character in here who's supposed to be an actual Christian and not one of the cultists. We haven't met him yet, so yeah, it'll be interesting yet, but- to meet him and see how they portray that. But the encouraging thing so far is, like, while yeah. these have been wackadoo cultists, and it has been like a what I would call a Christian cult, um, the game has been very honest about acknowledging this is a cult, this is not the true beliefs of people who would claim this belief system which has been good. Because I know there are a lot of concerns about that from believers when this game was announced.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that they're trying to, to paint Christianity in negative light and all this stuff. It's like, no, they, they've they gone out... I would say they've gone... And in, in their kind of public relations stuff leading in their marketing in the game, as well as the game itself. They've gone out of their way, in my opinion, to make sure that people realize this is not what real Christianity is and we know that we're, we've, we've made it a perversion of a religion yeah. on purpose
0: so, so yeah it's it's got some interesting themes um, again recommend the game we, we appreciate you guys reminder again I know said it a couple of times but it's still kind of easy, so just going to throw it out again not going to be an episode next week we're on the bi-weekly schedule so we'll be switching to that um, yep. if you guys want to have a conversation with us jump in our Facebook group at error204podcast follow us on Twitter at air 204 podcast email us at gmail at error204podcast at gmail.com um, we do have a merchandise store again that money goes to support the podcast make sure we can keep it streaming make sure everything keeps going so we appreciate support if you like us drop us a rate on iTunes Google Play all those good places share us with your friends again appreciate you guys listening and taking the time to hang out with us for any of those who watched the stream we will catch you guys in a couple weeks. Bye. Bye. Stop.